Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And one of the segments on this podcast we call Theology for Everyone. That what comes into your mind when you think about God is one of the most important things in your life. And we want to help you have a more accurate picture of God, the God of Scripture, when you think of Him and when you experience Him and when you think of salvation and you think of different pieces of the Scriptures. We want to help you think accurately and think rightly when it comes to those things. And one of the most simple ways um, to come to understand Scripture in a, in a better way is through the study of systematic theology. And systematic theologies, if you get on Amazon and you, you Google that, um, you're going to find a lot of them and you're going to find some really big, ominous looking books by some towering uh, spiritual giants, right? Some A lot of dead guys too. But probably the most simple way, and the, one of the smallest systematic theologies um, is the Westminster Confession of Faith. It's been around for several hundred years. Um, it's got some challenging language. We're going to see that today. But nothing you can't Google really quick and, uh, and figure out. And this is kind of, uh, it's a good introduction to the study of systematic theology. It's going to give us some good um, meat to put on the bones. And uh, so that's what we're doing. We're going to be looking at chapter 16 of Good Works today. I've got three folks joining me today. I got our pastor of discipleship, Rob Spikstra. Good afternoon. I got my pastoral assistant, Kevin Knower. Hey, guys. Kevin, how long have you been on here and you've not told me to pronounce your name? Knower. <laughs> oh. Best of intentions. Just he just looks at me and just lets me keep calling him Kevin Knower. <laughs> guys, it's been this long. You know what I mean? Just finding out some things about my brother. How did you find that out this week, though? So a guy in his missional community oh. texted me. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Oops. He's like he will there never he'll never tell you, but it's Kanoer. The 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 N is not silent or whatever. The K is not silent. I'm like, okay. Must have really been bothering him. It must have been, man. It must have been. I don't know. Do you Kano? Do you know Kano who it is? I Kano. Well, probably not. I could guess. A couple <laughs> I, I, I could guess. All right, and I got my uh our uh deacon of administration, Rev Mosbeck. Hey guys. Or Ben Mosbeck, whatever you want to call. <laughs> Uh, my brain is only running at 18% of its typical capacity, and so that should be very concerning for all of you out there. Um, had a busy week last week and uh, preached yesterday, and then just had one of those nights that every parent dreads. <laughs> one child vomiting <laughs> 17 oh times oh. overnight. <sighs> And this one child I will, that will remain nameless is the loudest vomiter on the face uh, of the planet. Great. In the into the you know the echo chamber of the toilet, so everyone in the house was up. And then on top of that, our little baby Esther was just decided to party about one o'clock, one a.m. And so running on fumes this morning. So I'm going to lean into you guys. 
need some help. Well, just a good reminder for you. Psalm 127 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb yeah. a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. That is true. They felt like arrows last night jabbing <laughs> me in my back <laughs> as I was foot? trying to sleep. They okay. felt like arrows. That's good. My quiver got turned around somehow last night. <laughs> Um, so we are in the Westminster Confession of Faith. We are in chapter 16 of Good Works. Just so happens we're also talking about the, talking about the Reformation and you know good, how good works play into uh, the reception of the gospel and the life of the Christian. Very important. It was a key uh, issue at the heart of the Reformation. Still a key issue today. And uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about. So of good works... We're looking at Article 3 and 4. Uh, Kevin, would you go ahead and read that? Another pretty long paragraph. Would you read that for us? Yep. Their ability to do good works is not at all of themselves, but wholly from the Spirit of Christ, and that they may be enabled thereunto, besides the graces they have already received, there is required an actual influence of the same Holy Spirit to work in them to will and to do of His good pleasure. Yet... Are they not hereupon to grow negligent, as if they were not bound to perform any duty unless upon a special motion of the Spirit, but they ought to be mm. diligent in stirring up the graces of God that is in them? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Good deal. That's, that is a dense paragraph. <clears throat> Again, we're talking about where good, good works come from. We're talking about what are good works, what are good works for? Um, we've already said that good works are the work, we don't come up with them in our mind, they're the works that God commands us to do. But now they're talking about, okay, so God commands us to do good works, can we therefore, on our own, do those good works? Mm -hmm. Right? And the Westminster Divines say this, their ability to do good works is not at all of themselves, but wholly from the Spirit of Christ. So right away, can we, are we able to do these good works? No, we're not. Our ability to do good works is not at all of ourselves. It is wholly from the Spirit of Christ. What text do we have for that? I have John 15, 4 and 5. Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay, there it is. Apart from him, we can do nothing. So <clears throat> the, the analogy is if we are a vine or if we're a, a fruit tree, that's the, the illustration we've been using, a fruit tree, if you, if you, a fruit tree, you, you, you sit a fruit tree on your table and that fruit tree will not bear fruit, right? It has to be rooted. It has to be rooted down into something. And for, for a, a human being to produce truly good works, they must be rooted in Christ, mm -hmm. right? They must be rooted in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the spirit of Christ is what produces mm -hmm. good works in us. Mm -hmm. All right, keep reading. And that they may be enabled thereunto, beside the graces they have already received, there is required an actual influence of the same Holy Spirit 
to work in them to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay, so we've received the graces, we've received graces of justification, we've received great we've received a lot of different grace from God. Mm-hmm. But on top of all of that, there is required an actual influence of the Holy Spirit to work in us to will. That means he must cause us to want mm. to do it. He's not going to bend our arm and twist our arm and make us mm-hmm. do something. Yeah, it creates a desire within us for that very good work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's good. And to do of his good pleasure. What, do we, what text do we have for this? 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Okay, so what I'm producing, what I'm producing is not sufficient when it's coming from me, mm-hmm. right? But, but it is sufficient when it's coming, when it's coming from Christ, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so this is interesting. This requires that the Holy Spirit, ha- we see here, it has to change our heart has to change our heart. It can't just change our will. It's got to change our heart because it's got to get down underneath to, we, you know, the child who does the right thing just because they have to do the right thing. Yeah. Well, technically, they're not actually doing the right thing. That's right. You know? Yeah. Because you, you, and every parent should know this, you want your child to want, want. to yeah, do yes. the right yep. thing and then do the right thing. Right. And you can go wrong on both uh, both directions here. You can want to do the right thing, but not have the courage and the strength and the will to actually go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And you can not really want to do the right thing, but then you go ahead and do it anyways. And guess what? It's still it's still wrong. Mm-hmm. It's still sinful. So we need the Holy Spirit to kind of prompt us to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. We need the Holy Spirit in, in us to help us will it and to do it of his good pleasure. He, they go on. Yet are they not hereupon to grow negligent? Okay, here's the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. As if they were not bound to perform any duties unless upon a special motion of the Spirit. (laughs) Mom, the Spirit, I'm just waiting for the Spirit to prompt me to clean my room. (laughs) But they ought to be diligent in stirring up the grace of God Mm. that is in them. All right, what's the text for that? Then we'll talk about it. Hebrews 6, 11, and 12. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Okay. So we have a pretty common human problem here. On the one side can we just get out there in our, in our strength and in our flesh and do good? Is that good enough? On the other hand, do we just sit back and just wait for the Holy Spirit to possess me and take over my body and all my faculties? And then when he does that, you know what? I'm going to, I will obey him. Right. The Bible sees the complexity of the human individual and he doesn't give us, that doesn't give us any easy answers. And they say, you have, you have to have the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in order to do good works. You have to be prompted by him. You have to, he has to change your heart, change your will, and then he has to act, you actually have to do it. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, you can't just sit down on your hands and wait mm-hmm. for the Holy Spirit 
to say, now, you've still got to use the brain that God gave you, you know? Because you say that, but are you actually going to be ready to respond when, <laughs> when the Spirit does prompt you into those things? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point because I think many times we think the Spirit works like some kind of demonic possession or, or yep. you know, whatever. Like he takes over our faculties. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it's like undeniable. I'm not, it's an out of body mm-hmm. experience. The Spirit's just doing this thing. And he turned the car and then I went in there and there was this person. Yeah. And then I gave him all my money and then it was, they got saved. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to working through the normal processes yeah. of, our intellect, mm-hmm. our ability to read the Bible, our ability to understand the, you know, the sentences written in the Bible and mm-hmm. what they actually mean, and then believing those sentences and then choosing to memorize them and then choosing to apply them to certain mm-hmm. situations and then choosing to obey them because I've made, I've made the, the big decision, whatever the Bible tells me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And so... Then when I'm in the situation, you know what? I've never had the Holy Spirit remind me of a Bible verse that I hadn't read. <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny thing. <laughs> never. Yeah. But it's, it's, I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit reminds me of a Bible verse that yeah. I have mm-hmm. read at a, right when I need it. And maybe I haven't read that verse in a while. And that ena- enables me to follow the, mm-hmm. obey the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and do a and do a good work. So, what are some of the dangers on both sides of that? Either the people who say, "Well, I'm not going to move until the Spirit tells me to move," or the people who say, "Well, I'm just going to get out and do it and, and do all these good works and let God catch up." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's lots of dangers. So, the first one, or the first the one, it was the second one in here, but the first one that you mentioned was the one that just sits back and says, "Well, I'm just." I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit. Um, I mean, just think of the implications for your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit to remind me of my anniversary. And if he reminds me of my anniversary, then I'm going to go out and get, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's just going to turn the car into the mall parking lot to go get an anniversary <laughs> gift. Like, it, it you know... It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's not the way the Holy Spirit... So you will never do good works, basically. Or you will only do good works when, you know, the clouds part and the sun shines Mm -hmm. and everything just works perfectly well for you. And so you won't display the fruit of a Christian. You won't do the works that God has prepared beforehand for you to walk in Him because you're His workmanship, as He tells us in Ephesians chapter 2. So... Um, it's not going to go well for you, yeah. all right, if you're only going to wait for the Holy Spirit to prompt. Mm-hmm. And it's a justification for laziness. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Sluggishness, laziness, mm-hmm. um, all of that. <clears throat> it's, it's like the guy in the... Oh, no, no, that's not like... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to talk about the, the, the proverb. Uh, it's very similar to that kind of... Uh, you know, I might go out there and there might be a lion there out might. there or something. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> better stay inside. Yeah, yeah, better stay inside. <laughs> but on the other side... The other side, we're more we're prone to ask God to baptize our plans, mm-hmm. and we get out there and 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 
do what we want to do and then ask mm-hmm. God to bless it. And so it, of course, leads to pride. I, I just watched, um, <clears throat> my wife and I, we wanted to watch Dune. And, or no, not we. I wanted to watch Dune. <laughs> clarification and, there. Yeah, yeah clarification. <laughs> Okay. And then my son and I, and so we got HBO Plus just so we could watch that because it was released this weekend. And, and then in HBO Plus, since we had it for a month, there was this three-episode miniseries. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on a cult. And it is a, it's called Remnant Fellowship Church in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yes, I'm familiar, yes. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. This woman. Oh my goodness. This woman created a weight loss program. Yep. And she tried to kind of baptize it in Christian terms and scriptures and all kind of things. And literally, if you're overweight, you're disobedient. Um, thinness is righteousness. Yeah. Hmm. They testify about how much weight they've lost. They've been doing this thing. But anyway, for like, I don't know, 10, 20 years now, she looks... She's very scary if you look at her, like Tammy Faye Baker type of thing. But I mean, just all kind of sin in there and all kind of, it's a, it's a cult, but we're watching it with our kids and it, and it's like, I mean, they're like, whoa, that's true. What they just said. Whoa, that's not, whoa. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. And it's, that's what it is. It's like, if you get out there ahead of God in a sense, and you determine what you think is good, these are good works, Mm -hmm. you know, losing weight and doing all this and. Basically, they have their diet program is you only eat when you're hungry. And if, and if you're not hungry and you want to eat, you pray. You pray and stuff. And hmm. so, so it's not like... Well, so it's like the, it's back to the other side of the good works thing. It's like you only do it when you feel like it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's, the spirit. it's very bizarre. And then they get in all kind of, they got in all kind of bizarre stuff. But basically it's... Um, and she, can't, she come out of this she had like a health background and she was like a dietitian and stuff. So again, she just comes from her worldview and then picks a few Bible verses and determines this is what's, this is what's good, you know? And so I think that's, that's, um, right here. It's just getting ahead. It's just getting ahead of the Lord and, and determining what I think is good and asking him to baptize what I, I think is good instead of, um, listening to God's word, mm-hmm. letting God's spirit lead me into faith and obedience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I was just thinking about what are some of the things that we can do. And right there in Hebrews, he tells us a little bit later um, several things. One, he says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So there's this idea of you know drawing near to God. And so we are getting into God's word. We are... Uh, asking the Holy Spirit to be speaking to us. He goes on a little bit later. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. So there's this, this idea of you know, holding on to the truth of God and mm-hmm. continuing to hold on to that. He says, without wavering. But the last one I was really thinking about, let us consider how to stir one mm-hmm. up one another to love and good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the gathering together, whether that be on a Sunday morning like we're doing or whether yeah. in our missional community, it's the stirring up to one another with good works, how important that is to to move us forward on these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing, and this is from Ephesians 2, where the apostle says, and I've just I've already kind of quoted it, that we are God's um, handiwork, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
created in Christ, <laughs> created in Christ Jesus for good works. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we our good works are meant to look like him and not like just good works that we've chosen to do. Mm. So they should they should smell like the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. Right? There you should get a sense of the maker, of the mm. creator, not just something that we've yeah. And I think that's what the world, I think the, there was people on here on this show, you know, just, you could tell they did not like Christianity. They did not like, you know, they were giving their comments, but there's some things that the world sm- sniffs it out and knows, like, mm-hmm. like one guy was saying, like, they're building an empire, you know, they've got planes and all this kind of stuff and they're, 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 you know, tax exempt. And so mm-hmm. basically they can just funnel all the money they want through, mm-hmm. through there. And what they're getting at is the good work. Some of those good works just smelled like crony capitalism or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wow. smelled like American. Mm-hmm. It didn't smell like Christ. It didn't smell yeah. like Jesus. It, it, it smelled like, I just want to get rich. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And they're just using Jesus to get rich. Yeah. When true good works should point back to yeah. our creator, should point back to our, our redeemer, mm-hmm when they're led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Article four. They who, in their obedience, attain to the greatest height which is possible in this life, oh boy, we're about to get a big word, are so far from being able to super arrogate and to do more than God requires as that they fall short of much which is in the duty they are bound to do. All right, super arrogate. What does that mean, Kevin? Yeah, it means to perform above and beyond what duty requires. Why didn't they just say killing it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's the modern version. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super arrogate or (laughs) crushing it. All right, so... That's good. (laughs) So the idea behind this one is... How good can our good works get? Right? Mm. How good can they get? Well, the Westminster Divines are basically trying to tell us those who, I mean, and let's just be honest, some people are going to be better at doing good works than others. Mm -hmm. Many times, and there's all kind of, there's just the grace of God involved, there's um, there's just a lot of experience, life experience, a lot of different things that are going to be involved in the amount and your ability to, to perform good works. Um, but they're asking, can a person actually um, do more than God requires? So could you be an A-plus <laughs> student? Could you go, walk home with as one of those rare students with 106% in the class because they, they, the teacher graded on a curve and everybody else was below the standard, but yep. you crushed it. Yeah, and you just used the key word there, standard. What is the standard that we're talking about? Because if you're going to be using me as the standard, yes, you could. You could be 106 yeah. or maybe 200 or 300, yeah. you know, if I'm the standard, but of course that's not true. Mm. So, uh, Yeah, and we would say the standard, we could say the twofold standard. Number one, the standard is the law of God. Right, the right. perfect law of liberty, mm. but personified, that mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So Jesus shows us what 
in one sense a perfect life looks like, but we could also just say that's what a good life looks like. Yeah, that's, that's what right. mm -hmm. that's what good works look like. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, how close to Jesus can we get? <laughs> um, not very. Mm -hmm. We we would and the analogy that I used a couple weeks ago. We think of a guy like Michael Jordan or a guy like LeBron James as like a super specimen of a human being. I mean, can jump and dunk and like, I mean, compared to me, the guy looks absolutely amazing. But then when you pull out from Google Earth and you, you're on the moon or whatever and you're like, you look and say, how high is, how high are they jumping? Mm. Right? It's, it's pathetic. Yeah. Right? And morally speaking, that's Mother Teresa is pathetic compared to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Whoever the greatest preacher is pathetic compared to compared to Jesus. So, our good works can never get us very high. What what scripture do we have for that one? That was Luke seventeen ten. Do you want to read that, Ben? Sure. So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, "We are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty." So yeah, we've only done that which is our duty. So if we were to perform perfectly, that's all we could say. We just, mm -hmm. we just done our duty. That's, yeah. God has given us the grace, grace upon grace upon grace, the grace of creation, uh, the common grace that we get every single day. He's given a special grace and our obedience to him. Um, it never puts him in a corner where he owes us anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, at the most we could possibly say is I've, I've done my duty, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> There's such an incredible humility in that. Like if you, if you think about, okay, if you fulfill the law perfectly and you perfectly, I mean, if, if you could perfectly look like Jesus today, still the response is just, I've done what you asked me to do. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it, nothing more. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's really the, the joy in the duty is not how well you've done duty, but that you get to serve the master that you yeah. actually get to serve the Lord. Um, yeah. That there is this relationship thing that is more important here than just the action that we are doing. He's calling us to that action, but he's calling us more to the mm. heart of enjoying the master and being the fact that you can actually be serving him. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it is weird how we're. I mean, it's it's just our fallen nature, like because we're. That's what we're for. Mm. You know, this is what we're for. We are here to obey, obey God, to do what he's called us to do. This is why he created us. Yeah. So in one sense, we're just doing what we're supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? And so that we should just, yeah, that, this is this is why we're here. This is good. This And this is where we get joy and this is where we can happen. Mm -hmm. But instead, we want to do it and then go, all right, now you owe me. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. See it? <laughs> yeah. Huh. You know? Now you owe me for doing something. <laughs> owe you? Yeah. Wait, I gave you everything you needed to right. do that thing. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have done it without me. Right. What do you mean I owe you? <laughs> that shows the. That you know, shows it is interesting when you look fall. at the rest of creation because when the rest of creation 
does it, we expect it in one sense, and we also glory in it. So when you see uh, a bird, a hummingbird, you know, fly and, and, and around, you're just amazed at the beauty of this thing, this little creature and this ability this creature has. And the, it, it, it's actually glorified in one sense in fulfilling its purpose. And, you know, it's, it's honored mm-hmm. for that. And uh, that's what God's calling us to. He's just calling us to, to uh, do what we've been called to do. Mm-hmm. And that will make, you know, most of him, obviously, he being the creator, and will bring the greatest joy to us. You know, a hummingbird has the greatest joy when a hummingbird is being a hummingbird. But mm. uh, and in the same way for us, we lose our joy when we start to step outside of what God has called us to do. Um, mm. Yeah. So. Yep. Mm. All right. So good works. We can never outperform uh, the standard. We can never outperform the law. There's always going to be. Um, the need for repentance Hmm. and we're always going to have plenty to, if we're aware, we're always going to have plenty to repent for and plenty to keep us humble. Mm -hmm. And, and once it's those two things work together with, to keep us in dependence Mm -hmm. in the Holy spirit, where we, where we began, like we can't do any good works without the Holy spirit. And that means we can't do any good works without being aware of our dependence upon the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, right? Yeah. So that's how that kind of works mm-hmm. together. So sometimes the Lord, um, uh, you know, allows us to fail and allows us to, you know, come up short just because we are pushing out there headlong, trying to get him to baptize our good works instead of following the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying the Holy Spirit um, in order to do the things that he's called us to do. So that are that is a couple on, um, on good works from chapter 16. We're about 30 minutes, so we're going to go ahead and call it today. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can email me, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Kevin, how long have you been on here and you've not told me to pronounce your name, Kanoer. <laughs>